0: Hey, friends, just want to let you know that in light of the contents of today's chapter, I would recommend listening to this episode yourself before listening with kids around. Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am back in the podcast studio with our Women's Director of Regeneration, Ms. Sierra Sanchez. Hello, Sierra, it is good to have you back. It's been a while. It has. And today, we're jumping in with a heavy chapter. hmm Genesis 34. Why don't you just go ahead and set it up for us? What are we looking at?
1: I gotta be honest, when I started to read and just pray and just ask the Lord, what would you have me share, you know, on this podcast, I think two things kind of popped up. And one was, um, I'm just really sad that this is a part of our history and Mm -hmm. that it's, um, in our Bible. Um, and yet at the same time, I'm so grateful that, um, we don't have to shy away from the hard things in our history, um, that we can own them. We can talk about how they're hard and, um, that they have hurt others, especially Dinah in, in this, scenario, and yet we don't have to um, seek our own justice. We know that God um, is going to have the justice, Um, and we also know that um, even in the days where we feel like, man, I— I know what justice is because you see Simeon and Levi uh, respond in a way that it was not justice. It was revenge. Mm. Um, And so just to kind of break down what's happening here is you see Dinah, who um, is one of Jacob's daughters. And um, I think what I find interesting about Genesis 34 is just a little bit before, you see Jacob being called Israel. Hmm. Um, And then in this entire chapter, the thing that you don't see is God Mm -hmm. or prayer Mm -hmm. or crying out to the Lord. And he's referred to as Jacob again, Um, which if we, you know, look at his definition of his name, it's like deceit, you know, deceiver, liar. Um, And that is exactly what you see in this chapter here, like deceit and lying. Um, And so I think some of the things that I have noticed um, in just reading the chapter thirty-four, is you see Jacob, he's passive; he doesn't protect his daughter. Um, she's young and she's out, you know, has no protection. Vulnerable, for vulnerable, exactly a vulnerable woman, um, which we see so many times. Um, and then you see Shechem, who is um, prideful and arrogant and thinks that he deserves everything and anything that he wants and sees. And so he um, takes Dinah and he rapes her, and that is just so so sad and i want to be careful because there's some scripture in here that says almost oh you know he seized her and and he laid with her and he humiliated her but then a little bit further down it says then he spoke tenderly to her yeah this that is, he
0: loved her that he
1: yeah yeah and it's like how twisted um is that that he took her he had no regard for her at all and then all of used started. her yeah and so you see this, and it, it's it's really difficult and hard. Um, and then you see Jacob just become very passive. Um, he His response is, oh, well, let me wait for my sons to come back in, which is different when we get a little further down the road when his response to Joseph. Um, you can just see there's favoritism mm-hmm. in the family and what you see with Rachel and Leah as his wives. And um, so the, it's just a really hard moment. In Genesis 34, verse 5, and it says in the CSB version, Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dinah. But since his sons were with his livestock in the field, he remained silent until they returned. Um, and I like that version better mm. because that just shows, like, he didn't, he didn't have an uproar. He had no compassion or sadness for his daughter, who was now held captive. Um, she wasn't brought back to him. And so, I mean, I just relate so much to the story of, like, hey, there's been brokenness, like, in my life, um, in my family. Yet I can't even imagine um, just a dad just being like— my daughter was raped, and I'm just going to remain silent. Like, that is just so sad. And I know that that's a part of a lot of people's stories. Um, And I want to be careful here that there are probably people listening today that if this is a part of your story, like, know that God cares, mm-hmm. whether your earthly father or your earthly family, however they respond to, like, you have a God in heaven who cares for you, um, male or female. Um, It's why we— you know, at Regeneration, we we want to welcome people in and say, whatever your life is, whatever your story is, whatever your experiences are. like well,
0: Whatever welcome. you've done.
1: Whatever you've done and whatever has been done to mm-hmm. you. We also have Courageous Hope and MEND, which are our sexual abuse recovery ministries. And so we know that this is so prevalent in men and in women who have experienced assault, rape, abuse. Um, and so we want to care for them. We want to be a church that can be a refuge um, and that we can point them to Jesus and knowing that they're going to find healing and hope in one person. And that is Jesus. So good, Sierra. And so, you know, as we kind of continue on down, you see her brothers, Dinah's brothers, Levi and Simeon, they're angry. They're outraged. You said earlier, it's
0: not justice. It
1: was revenge. Exactly. And I think that's important because justice is going to be from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I also, Jacob's response that he's silent. You see all throughout scripture, people, when something bad happens or suffering happens or hardship happens, they cry out to the Lord and he didn't. He didn't call on the Lord for help. He didn't ask the Lord what he should do. He didn't ask for wisdom. He just remained silent. And I'll be honest, I think, you know, especially being a high justice person, I'm like, yeah, that would make me mad. I would— I would want justice to happen. I would want punishment to happen. And I would want mm-hmm. tangible punishment. Um, and that's just like my sinful heart. Um, I think I know what is best. And and I'm assuming that Simeon and Levi thought the same. Like, no, they have to pay for what they have done, not only to our sister, but also they have laid with God's people. Um, they, they, and that was what God called them to not do, to not intermarry, to not worship other idols, to not be in this place. They shouldn't have ever been in this place to begin with um, in, in Shechem.
0: That's important. Because they're already walking in disobedience.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Um, no, I think that's good. And when we look, we know that God is sovereign over all, right? Like right? He He knew exactly what was going to happen, and we can trust that, and we know that. And yet, they were being disobedient. You mm-hmm. see, as you continue to read on in Genesis, that they were supposed to be in Bethel. That is where God will call them to be. And also, they're they're living with other idols, mm. they're worshiping other idols. And I'm just like, how did you not know that you were not surrendered to the Lord, that you were not following after his will. You were not listening to his voice. And he's not, nowhere in here. There's no prayer. There's nowhere. Mm-hmm. God is not even mentioned. And so then you continue on in the chapter and you see Simeon and Levi. They then are deceitful uh, when Shechem's father comes and says, well, let me give you a gift so that my son can have your daughter as his wife. And they deceive them, and it's, it's very specific the way that they deceive, too, because they say, well, fine, you need to be circumcised, mm-hmm. which is—it's th- supposed to be this holy thing that sets people apart. Saying, I'm aligned with the God of Israel. Exactly. And so not only that, like a, a sign that is supposed to point to life and hope is the cover that they use for murder mm-hmm. and sin and, and hatred— and it's like, man, complete opposite. And so you just see this extreme. Which even that
0: posture that that's what they would use indicates something about their heart. That they would say, they would, at, they would even use that as an excuse. says, I value this sign as a uh, cultural practice that you have to do because you're part of the family. Knowing that this pagan guy was not aligned with the God of Israel, clearly.
1: Absolutely. And, and it, it was so easy for them to do. Um, which I think just shows even for me, like I think about just personally, my like, man, what are what are the ways that I twist God's word? or what are the ways that I think I am doing good and yet it is just something for my own selfish gain? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you see that they they use circumcision as a way to um, put all of the men um, just in a very vulnerable place, mm-hmm. again, another vulnerable people, um to come in and kill them. And they kill them, they slaughter them, um, and they take all of their livestock and their kids, and the entire city is plundered. Like, that is a very, very intense word, plundered. Mm. And so they wipe them out, and not because God has asked them to, but because they want to seek revenge in their own way, on their own time. And, And then I think what's even more just shows more about who Jacob is, that his response afterwards, it's not, oh, man, we have... Yeah. dishonored god it's like you've ruined sons you've ruined my reputation exactly and what if they come after me what if they come yeah. after our household instead of saying you've betrayed god you know you have had a massacre mm-hmm. you abuse the right of circumcision and and you breach the the contract that you even made so now you're liars um like none of that instead it was oh there might be consequences to me not being as popular. Yeah. Or consequences to— We're going to
0: be—they're going to fight back. Yeah. And we're not going to be able to defend ourselves, which also evidences he doesn't trust that God's for him or with him. Exactly. And and it's—I think verse 31 is interesting. Simeon and Levi replied, should he treat our sister like a common prostitute? As if that justifies their actions, but the logic they're using is two wrongs make a right. How do you think, as we— Move towards application, we can see ourselves in this story. Mm -hmm.
1: So, I think a few different ways, but one in particular, and that I know I often have to wrestle with is um, I think that I am always right and I am always in control, and that I know the better plan. Um, And so, sometimes for me, I'll even say, No, I trust God. Like, his plan A is where I want to go, but I secretly have like a plan B. Hmm. And, and I won't voice that, but it'll just kind of be in the back of my head. And so I have to ask myself often of, hey, what does it look like to not have a plan B? to fully and wholly trust in plan A and knowing that it is the right plan. It may not be easy. I may have a lot of questions about it. Um, And I pray the prayer of um, Mary in Luke, where she says, I'm your servant. Let it be done to me according to your word. And like, I have to fully trust that. And so I would just ask the audience of, hey, what in your life do you think I know better than God? Um, Whether it is justice, whether it is life circumstances, you know, fear of the future, mm-hmm. uh, whatever finances, finances, like whatever you might be walking through, where do you think, oh, I have a better plan. And I think too, um, when we see injustice, when we see suffering, when we see unfairness, um, there's a, there's a right way to handle that because God does call us to, to lean in and pursue those things and to, you know, to pursue justice. We see that, you know, in Micah. And so it's like, we, we are called to do that. And yet, but we always want to be aligned with God's will. We want to honor God in everything that we do. And we always want to point people back to Jesus because we're ambassadors for Christ. In no way, shape, or form could they say, man, we're being ambassadors for Christ here. No,
0: not at all. Not at all. It's sobering. Sierra, thank you for being here and for sharing, for taking the time to diligently just press into a hard passage. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together